Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Attorney Sadat Montgomery, the Car Wreck Cowboy. You're tuned in to Right Now with J-Rock and KJ. What's going on? This is uh, Right Now with J-Rock and KJ. We are sitting here with Mr. Attorney Sadat Montgomery, a.k.a. the Car Wreck Cowboy. The Car Wreck Cowboy. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Can't complain, man. How y'all doing? Good. Good, good, good. So first off, man, I appreciate you taking the time out to sit with us. Uh, it's going to be a, you know, a snippet of what we're going to have uh, more to come later yes. into the weeks. But uh, real quick, man, we just want to talk about you know, maybe some of the events that you have coming on um, and dive in a little bit more to what the Car Wreck Cowboy is. Is that okay with you? Yeah, man. Uh, event-wise, uh, we're working on putting a couple projects together, so um, really... We're working on a uh, weekly event at the Shark Bar. Okay. Um, when I say weekly, uh, it'll be pretty much every Cowboys game. We'll be doing like a Car Wreck okay. Cowboy, okay. Uh, Lip Mobile Hookah uh, kind of part, just game watch party. So that whenever the Cowboys are playing, expect us to be there, Shark Bar and Plano. Um, it's going to be a nice event. So we'll be doing like giveaways and uh, you know, drink tickets, um, stuff like that. So it'll, it'll be popping. Um, so that's definitely something we have coming up. Uh, we're doing, uh, Sunday before Labor Day. Uh, we're just kind of a sponsorship on an event at Dibs. So day party at Dibs. So we're on that and, and we're going to be doing a lot of stuff in the community, man. I mean, just, um, high school games and stuff like that. So we'll keep everybody posted on our IG carwreckcowboy.com. Yeah. Um, but at Car Wreck Cowboy IG and Facebook. So anything we're doing uh, will keep people posted yeah. there. Okay. Definitely looking forward to that Dibs event. Yeah. You know, that's my birthday. So, you know, we we'll definitely be out there right now with J-Rock and KJ with the uh, Car Wreck Cowboy getting in at <laughs> Dibs. Make sure you come out, uh, celebrate with me, celebrate with the team. And uh, you heard uh, heard my la- if you heard last week's episode and you know what the deal is. If they find you, you buy them a drink. Find me. Show me your support. I need a subscribe, a like, and a follow. And we'll definitely get a drink. A drink, one. Just one drink. Just one drink. One drink. Well. It might be a well. And don't try to come up to me with like, oh, I drink 1942. You don't drink no 1942. You go get some Coke 44, huh? You might get some. What's that? Some slit small liquor up here. Oh man, take you back to the eighteen uh, oh eight hundred eight ball. Mm. Mm. So you you set up at the Shark Bar. That's in Frisco, Frisco, Frisco yeah, Plano. Plano, Frisco. Plano. Once you cross yeah. one twenty one, it's Plano. Gotcha. Okay, and that's yeah. on soup on Sunday. Yeah, any, Super, any Super Bowl Cowboy, Sunday. Anytime that's Cowboy Cowboys days. are playing, the only sun, the only game we're not doing is that first Thursday because we're just doing Sunday and Monday. So that okay. first Thursday opening day, we're out. But everything after that. Uh, we'll we'll be there live. So gotcha. Yeah. I'll definitely bring all my Chargers fan down for that uh, Chargers Cowboys game. We'll be out there. No, I don't do that. Fan. Y'all are not getting let in. It's, o- it's <laughs> only it's only me, bro. What you mean? It's only me no. for now. And then you said um, high school. You're wanting to do some uh, high school football games. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. we'll just I, you know we're trying to you know kind of just partner with the community. Um, you know, just have both set up at different high school games. So yeah. different events like that um where we're just out you know talking to the kids helping out bringing in stuff for for the team uh or whatever team we're doing that week and just kind of coming in maybe talking to the players and just giving them a, a business aspect of life outside of just playing and you know kind of motivational stuff but gotcha. yeah. just reaching out to the schools and 
letting them know about the brand and stuff like that. If, if anyone wants to you know, maybe reach out to you about some events, how, how, how would they do that? Yeah, they can. Uh, I mean, again, they can reach out on IG, you know, at Car Wreck Cowboy um, and just inbox about events. Or they can definitely just call call the firm if they go to carwreckcowboy.com or call the main number, 855-COWBOY-9. We can get them kind of to our event uh, coordinator and, and definitely get rolling on that. Gotcha. So. Yeah. So how, how did you come up with the Car Wreck Cowboy? Car Wreck Cowboy. <laughs> Man, it, it's crazy because we were – you know, I don't know if y'all know this, but prior to the Car Wreck Cowboy, we were, were marketing under a brand that was 214 Deserve. So every the numbers were like, it was just 214 Deserve or 855 Deserve. Um, and then I kind of decided I was going to do like a, a more mainstream campaign and spend uh, a lot more money. So I felt like we needed something that grabbed attention. It yeah. was a little bit more catchy. Um so I kind of started looking at the market, man, and I was like, what is everybody doing? Um, and you, you kind of have your your people who brand is like what they do. So you know, our competitors, I mean, their branding is, you know, for instance, my guys at Gatsy Martin and my peoples, they were kind of branding as like an I got hit. Oh, yeah. Which pertains to like the accident. I know what you do because yeah. that's what you're explaining. And then you had – the the other side of that where people are branding or you got your the car wreck whoever whatever they're branding that way then you got, kind of got the other side of it which is like uh, people who are branding as say a person you you know your hammers your strong arms that type of thing so I wanted to kind of come up with something where I could hit both sides of that so like our name <clears throat> you could tell from our 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 name or whatever you want to call it tagline that what we do so the car wreck is in there yeah. but I also wanted to be a person as well so like a you know so we hit both sides of that and then the second side of it was just like kind of figuring out what sticks to Dallas yeah yeah I'm so I'm brainstorming I'm like what's you know what's what sticks to Dallas you know Cowboys Dallas Cowboys the Mavericks this that whatever I'm just thinking and me and I ain't gonna lie we're you know me and my brother are probably a couple of shots in 1942, yeah. you know, <laughs> at, at me casino. And so we're just sitting there brainstorming. And I'm like, car wreck. And he's like, car wreck. And he's, he's, I think he might have said car wreck cowboy. I was like, or I said, I don't know who said it. But we said it. And I was like, damn, that's kind of dope. Yeah. And then I was like, nah, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't do, you know, we can't do anything related to, like, cowboys. It's just not, how are we going to pull that off? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, he, and he was all about, it. he's like, nah, definitely like, that's it. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're running with it. So for me, it was more of a thing. I was like, well, look, if we can get the content right, that it speaks to our clientele, uh, then we can, we can run with it. So for me, it was more of a thing. The next couple months after we came up with it, we were trying to brainstorm content and I was like, if we can get the content right. Then we'll, we'll rock with it. Yeah. And there you have it. And how long has it been now? Uh, just over three and a half years. Yeah. So the practice has been, uh, we're about eight and a half years in with the practice, and then about three and a half with this particular brand, it's Car Red Cowboy brand. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. Congrats yeah. on that. Definitely. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know that you do a lot for the community, um, even, you know, prior to COVID. I mean, you were, every every year you were doing the back to school event and I've seen you at so many different things. What what's why is it so important to to give back the way that you do? Um I mean it, it's important because A, 
there was definitely people that gave and poured into me when I was coming up that um, allowed for me to even be able to do what I'm doing now. So it, it just would be shitty, in my opinion, to not give back the same way. Because when I think back to, like, growing up, man, whether it was coaches or um, just people that came to the school or, you know, uh, family, friends, it's just people that always gave back in and kind of helped me get to where I am now. And and that's, I mean, that's primarily number one, but that's more of a selfish reason, just, you know, people help me, so I want to help. But more so, I mean, just I think in general, man, our community needs help. Like, we need a lot of help. Yeah. yeah. We're, you know, just behind in so many aspects and capacities just because of social economics. So just in general, man, I think, you know, being an African-American business owner, if you don't care about bringing your people along and helping your people, um, you know, kind of get from point A to point B, you know, it's like, why, why the fuck are you doing this anyway? Yeah. And that's yeah. just kind of how I'm, I'm building wired. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, with these events and, you know, giving back to the community, is there anything in particular that you definitely want to, you know, that you're, are you more into sewing into the kids or is it just strictly the community itself as a whole? Yeah, I mean, just whatever speaks to me, man, at the time, but we're, I'm open to anything. I mean, we've done, you know, we've done a lot for the kids. We do, you know, the back-to-school drives. We've done things on, we do things on, on Thanksgiving every year with yeah. DJ Chaotic um, and, and also partnering with him on the back-to-school drive. We've done uh, Christmas drives um, where we give away stuff to people in need. Um, and really, on the other side of it, the part that a lot of people probably don't know about is, like, even though I'm a civil attorney, man, I'm very big on like the criminal justice system and gaining equality and that. And, and there's two sides of that, man. Like A is um, just going in the courthouse every day and making change or getting involved in legislation and, you know, running for office. But the other side of that, too, is like contributing monetarily to these, you know, judges and people that are running for office in certain um arenas like if we can get so rather than me going in a criminal courthouse and you know handling one case at a time if I can get a fair you know if we can help contribute to a good judges campaign it's going to be fair to our people and give them a fair chance or, or at least just not be looking for a reason to lock them up yeah. um, if we can contribute and get the right people on the benches I mean that helps in a massive way so I mean I look at that as community stuff even though it's more political but it still all kind of ties together yeah, yeah I, I would say that it does tie in together because, you know, uh, your community, that those are the people who basically enforce the laws that are made through the community or, you know, help make the legislation um, that affect the people that are in the community. So, you know, that's definitely important, you know, make sure the judges are on the right side, the people who, you know, enforce the rules or the laws that are made, you know, make sure they enforce them in a, you know, an equal, fair manner for, you know, uh, everyone, you know, including <coughs> us as minorities and things like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, when, when you were starting up, you know, the, your firm from the ground up, who, who were you looking towards or, you know, who was like someone you listened to or that was like a mentor, uh, for you, man? Um, that's a good question. Like my, one of my mentors is funny cause he's younger than me. Um, but he, he does what we do. And, you know, to me, obviously if you, you're, you know what you want to do. It's best you find a mentor who's doing that and has done it well and is successful and is not, you know, afraid or scared to help you and is not looking at it from, like, a competitive standpoint. 
So, yeah, I mean, there's an attorney in town in Dallas, actually, and he's had a successful practice for years, and he kind of just guided me um, in certain aspects. But, you know, honestly, for me, too, it wasn't even more so. He did help me with actual information and guidance, but a lot of it for me was just seeing somebody that looked like me do what I do and do do what I wanted to do and do it successfully that gave me motivation yeah. in itself just yeah. to do it. So a lot of times, like, I don't even necessarily think it's that we have to sit up here and say something per se, but as leaders, like, as people who were leaders in our community, just by obtaining a certain level of success or drive or ambition, we're going to naturally carry along some people anyway. Yeah. So like I, and you know, I met with, you know, I met with this cat a long time after kind of when I was up and running and just kind of mentioned them like, man, you, you don't really know how much you really inspired me and helped me get to where I'm at hmm. when you, and he probably really didn't even know that. Yeah. So it's crazy, yeah. but it goes full circle. Cause you know, I'm probably talking a lot, but I had a, I, a crazy situation happened to me this weekend. Oh. So oh. I'm in I'm in this spot eating breakfast and this dude <clears throat> kind of runs up on me and he's like, um, hey, you're uh, Sadat Montgomery, right? And, I, you know, I'm like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. So he was like, ah, you know, whatever. You probably don't remember me, but years ago um, I was working at AT&T and you were telling me about such and such and such. And he was like, man, you're the whole reason why I'm doing what I'm doing right mm. now. And, like, you know, it, he was like, I just want to thank you because you don't understand. And I don't even really remember talking to this dude at all. Yeah. But when uh, it's crazy because and then he went and like paid for my breakfast and I didn't know my whole family's breakfast. I didn't know. And then the waitress came. Over, I was like, hey, man, dude, just picked up y'all's whole breakfast. I just thought it was dope because like sometimes with where I'm at right now, and you get a lot of people that are like, hey, help me with this, help me with that. And it can get overwhelming at times. And sometimes you're like you want to kind of put up a wall and just be like, you know, because yeah. it's, it's a lot. But that kind of reminded me that, um, you know, everything that you do is valuable, man, and it's worth it. And you never know who you're inspiring and who you're helping. And so I kind of thought about who he was, who I was for him. And it was a dude. And I'm not even talking about the same guy. This was a, years ago when I was in, like, pharmaceutical sales the dude that kind of got me in, into that. And, like, I don't think he ever knew how much he inspired. I mean, I remember running into him, like, five, eight years later and telling him the same damn thing this yeah. dude told yeah. me. And I was like, dude, you don't, you changed my life. So it's just that, man, and being willing to, like, put a hand out and help. That's it. Yeah, it's definitely, it's not a handout. It's like a help up sometimes. It's not necessarily like you're out there, um, you know, giving people things. But, you know, your inspiration, you know, you can, you know, help people do, you know, things that they didn't think that they can, they were able to do. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You never know, like, how your, you know, your impact is just by being, like, a good person and helping people out and things like that. That right there, being a good person, man. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, speaking of, you know, being a good person and, you know, and being so, you know, generous and, you know, and all that, um, is it okay, if, you know, if we discuss about what you did for the, you know, your family back at home, you know? What we oh uh, shit, y'all brought that. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, we did our research. Research. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I mean, so um, you know, you're from what you're from. Your family's from, yeah, Mali, Af- uh, West Africa. West Africa. Mali is where my mom is from. So, 
and you ended up uh, so they they didn't have running water. Is that correct? A lot of parts don't. Yeah. 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 And so, what, what did you do to ensure that you know you could assist the most that you could there? Yeah. So kind of near where my mom's, and and I'm not saying this to be funny, but like what they would call a house uh, near where that is. And I just, I mean, I have been back years ago, like as a child, but not as an adult. So what they live in, which I, it, I would say they call it the, the family house. But to me, um, I would describe it more as like, like a, the way a storage unit is set up with like concrete walls that just go around a courtyard. Yeah. And then maybe each room might be like what a storage unit would look like. So just cement walls, but not even like metal coming up and down. So just like a curtain. Yeah. And like I was walking into these different rooms and it's like, I don't know if y'all ever had those like little egg foam things you put on your bed in college. You're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, like yeah, the yeah. little pads? The pads yeah, you put yeah, on the yeah, mattress yeah. pad or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So maybe some of the people were sleeping on that. A lot of kids with no pillows. There's like 30 people in this thing that I don't even know to call it a house, but that's what they call it. So, but like no plumbing system, no running water. And then it's like 30, 40 people living in this thing. And um, yeah, so... I knew stuff was bad when I went over there, but it was probably like a thousand times worse in person. Yeah. Like hearing the story, seeing it on TV. Not to say there's not progressive parts of Africa, because there definitely is. Right. But that ain't where I was at. Yeah. That's right. not where my yeah. family is right. from. Yeah. And they're they're still not doing well at all. Like my mom sent me a picture the other day with like when your animals are starving, like they look skinny, you can see their ribs. ribs. Yeah. Yeah. And I just mean like regular animals out and they're just it's just famished completely over there. So Anyway, long story short, man, we ended up, um, found this company that built like a water well near the house and they were able to tap in the, the water out there, like underground. And, um, so now they have running water in that area and it's taking care of like hundreds and hundreds of people in that area. So, um, it's just weird because something as simple as that, like they've been like literally going crazy over there at the idea that this happened because they just never thought in a million years this would ever happen. That they would have yeah. water, running right, water. Just running water. water. That's Man, it. that's uh, crazy. Simple, simple, simple necessities. Yeah, uh, and I mean, to the point, my mom was like, <laughs> she was like in tears for weeks. Yeah. Like, literally, like, every day she would just be calling, like, because people were calling just crying, and she'd be crying, and it was just, that's crazy. We're talking about water. Yeah. Yeah. So we talk about when we talk about community relations, like your community relations go deep, like it goes back to family, back back home, goes out here in the local DFW area. So definitely about community and uh, you know cultivating the you know the people around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, when it comes to you know the future events that you've got lined up, I know you're looking to do the you got the Shark Bar, you've got the the one at Dibs coming up on Labor Day, the the weekend of Labor Day. Yeah. You're wanting to get with high schools. Um, is there a reason why you're wanting to focus on uh, sports? Like, did you play any sports or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I played. You know, I played. Uh, I played college basketball. I started playing at DePaul in Chicago. Um, I finished up at Prairie View A and M, and then I played my high school ball in um, Denver, Colorado. Okay. So, if y'all can see in the back, East High School, East Angels. 
1996 state champions oh. rank. You pay for those? Or? Yeah. Nah, my brother, those are <laughs> what you legit mean? shit from the, the great infamous coach, Rudy Carey, national phenomenal head coach. Um, but, yeah, we finished ranked um, 14th in the nation, USA Today. Made all-state first team uh, my senior year. So we uh, we made a splash and, um, you know, played college ball. So definitely have an affinity to sports. Even. Yeah. And then being in Dallas is lovely for me because I'm actually, even though I played college basketball, I'm actually a bigger football fan. Yeah. My pops wouldn't let me play football, which was some bullshit. Well. But I was a bigger football dude. Like, I yeah. love football. I feel like I would have excelled even more mm. in football than basketball. Yeah. I know it don't seem like it, but... No, 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 You know, running back... I'll lay that hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell one of them 350-pound left tackles coming coming on a sweep. Nah, I'll wear their ass out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you, you're a bigger football fan. So, you went from Denver to DePaul to H-Town. Right. Yeah. And then how'd you get to DFW? Just... Uh, you know, family situation. Oh, okay. I had okay. My son was out, you know, out here when I graduated and um, just came out here to co-parent and, you know, be out here and then just kind of started working and built life out here. So, yeah. Gotcha. What's your – who's your favorite uh, cowboy of all time? Do you have one? Oh, man. Oh, man. That's put, a tough one. Put the car wreck cowboy on the spot. Got to pick his favorite cowboy. I mean, when I was growing up, it was like Tony Dorsett for sure. Okay, okay. TD. Okay. Now it's tricky because it's been so many eras of, like, you had to love Michael Irvin. Oh, yeah. Damn. I mean, I even liked Dez when he was oh, playing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love Zeke now, to be yeah. honest with you, yeah. just even though he's a wild boy. But just, I mean, it's just current. So it's like those eras of time. Yeah. But, yeah, i probably say my favorite era when the Cowboys were popping – I probably had to say like Michael Irvin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then, I, man, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. It's hard not because I was. I thought I was gonna hate when T.O. came. Oh to yeah. Dallas, right? Oh yeah. Me yeah. too. And then I was like, when he got here and he was out doing them damn sit ups on the thing, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm with. I'm yeah. Fucking with I'm T.O. With the now. Shit. Yeah. All right, yeah. cool. I'm with the shit. <laughs> yeah. like, hey, T.O., you you here? You family now? We yeah. Turn you like yeah. family. I like T.O. Why T.O. was here? So yeah. I just I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah, diehard absolutely. Cowboys. Me too, man. Yeah. Me too. It's yeah. been sad, you know, for a while though. Twenty heartbreaking, plus. terrible, heartbreaking. And I don't think the coach we got is the guy right now. Like, What's, I don't think yeah, he's going to get any better. I don't. Know. I definitely agree with that because he had Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers can clean up a lot of your mistakes as a coach. Yeah, that and, could be uh, could be true. Yeah, no, it's pretty. Our pretty defense factual. has been suspect for a while. That too. But I think we're going to be pretty solid, man. With the the, the young rook, man. Uh, Parsons, Michael Parsons. Yeah, I think we're going to be pretty solid this year, man. Yeah, I don't want to argue football because I already. I think I feel like I know. I feel like I know that you're going to be off the Dak bandwagon from what I just can tell from your Aaron Rodgers comment. Who me? I'm not putting Dak on an Aaron Rodgers scale, but I think Dak is effective enough to not make mistakes. Where if you have a good defense, solid running game, like. I think they could win with him. I don't think that's the problem. No, what I'm saying with that is, uh, and not to, not to argue that. I'm not a Dak fan. He's not a Dak fan at all. It's not even the coaching. It, I, I, I said the Aaron Rodgers quote because, uh, you know, you have a player like that, and they didn't run the ball a lot in in uh, Green Bay when uh, McCarthy was the coach. No. So I wouldn't expect him to run the ball a lot here, even though you paid 
X, Y, Z, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign for Zeke. Yeah. So you're supposed to run, get your money's worth. We're going to feed Zeke this year, man. He's a whole different animal than he was last year. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like he's ready. I feel like he looks like he's more in shape. Yeah. And he seems like his mentals are better, to be honest. He's yeah. a little more yeah. focused. Yeah. Couldn't go to no St. Patrick's Day parade. Yeah. 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 No. My boy Josh Hicks, 300 <laughs> fitness, trained him this year. So he's he's going to be getting it. Yeah, that parade was uh, canceled due to COVID, so he just had to work out instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of, you know, back to the, you know, the Carrick Cowboy and everything, um, when it comes to, you know, we already talked about who motivated you. How do you, you know, try to keep, you know, your team motivated? Um, it's, I mean, it's tricky, you know, managing a lot of people cause you never know what, you know, speaks to everyone. So there's no cookie cutter way to keep people motivated. So I think just over time, you have to kind of get to know people on your team and find out what speaks to them. Um, I, I really more so just try to, I just try to be authentic to be honest. And cause at the end of the day, you know, my goal is really for people to come into the firm and gain something out of it. Like, I'm not really wired. Like, I just want to be this dude that is efficient and get stuff done. And it's all about me and making sure people are productive and doing shit they need to do. I mean, that's, nece- that's a necessity. It's necessary for the business to thrive. But ultimately, I always just try to let my employees know that whatever it is that um, – you want to gain, like, let's work on that collectively together to get you further along in life and get you where you want to go. Yeah. And even if you're not thinking about going anywhere, you're just content coming in and getting a check, which I hope not. Um, I try to inspire people to think bigger and think that they can do better and do more. And I try to just always make that a point yeah. and then give them an opportunity to do that here. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're saying you want to push people to do better and do more. What made you want to jump out to be an entrepreneur? That was, um, I mean, once I realized, like, the last day of my senior year in college, not the last day of the season, the last day of my senior year, like, when I graduated, like, that I wasn't going to the league, uh-huh. I was like, uh, it's time to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was no. So every decision I made um, was geared around that, like, even – when I started looking for jobs, my, my primary focus was like finding a job with flexibility so that I could figure out what I really wanted to do on my own time. So was the, the first thing that came out your head was let's, let's be an attorney or did you have other avenues that you explored before that? Or I thought about being, I went through some phases in life. So I thought about being, a, I wanted to be in like an attorney or a judge when I was younger, like in high school. Yeah. Outside of obviously the number one goal is like to play. Make it to the league. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But then 1%. that was that was the only like other thing I thought about. Then I went through this like phase where I, I was really like not fucking with the system. So I was like, fuck that. I'm not involved in the system. And then obviously when I matured as an adult, I realized like if you wanna like the system ain't going nowhere and we have to obviously work and operate within the confines of the system. So I kind of circle back around and realize it's something that I wanted to do. <clears throat> and then more importantly, it's something that I could do where it was still professional, but I could still run my own business and do kind of kill two birds with one stone. So yeah. I looked at being an attorney more like a trade than I did 
like a trade and a skill set than I did anything else. Okay. Gotcha. When um when you're when you're sitting here, you know, throughout your nights or days and you got time to read a book, what's your go to, you know, one or two books that you think every leader or every entrepreneur should read? Um I would say it depends on what what phase you're at. Like if I was if I was starting out, I mean, there's a good book. I get back to you on the name of this book. I can't remember it, but it was great. I'll tell you the premise of the book. It just had a big ass E on it and it was like entrepreneurship something. But the premise of the book was like if you want to be an entrepreneur, you can't really I'll give you the pearl of the book and we'll talk about another book. The <laughs> The point of it was if you want to be an entrepreneur, like it can't necessarily be about um, whatever your craft is. So like, example, me as an attorney, if you want to just be a great attorney and not to say I don't think I'm not, but running a business doesn't really allow for you to get in the courtroom every day and hone your skills as a trial attorney and try cases every day and detail every piece of legal research in and out to the ground. If that's your passion and you really love doing that, then just go be an attorney and work for somebody else and do attorney shit. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, you may have to sacrifice being the, the a one best trial attorney ever because time doesn't allow for both. And so it's like, if you want to run a business, your passion really has to be being an entrepreneur and that that book really kind of like laid that out for me, hmm. um, and I can't I, I I can't remember the name of it, but we can touch base on it later. But if you're starting out, a, a really great book was called The Third Door. Okay. If you're just starting a business, if you've been running a business for a while, one of my favorite books that I still think think back on all the time is um, Tony Shea's book, which was the he's the owner of the founder owner of Zappos. Unfortunately he died like it's crazy. He died like two months ago. <laughs> and um like I had just finished his book. Like I didn't even know who he was and I finished his book like maybe nine months ago and he was kind of just on my mind. He just randomly died. Wow. But his book is called uh Deliver Happiness. And it's really it's all about like um having making sure your team has the same culture as you and building a culture versus like hiring people for skills, this, that, whatever. It's like his number one criteria, like in hiring people and stuff like that was all about the culture and the type of people that they were and do they fit into the culture that he's trying to mold. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's huge. And I also think that's what, why can we talk about our football team here? Like, I think that's the problem with our football team. I think it's a fucked up culture. And that's why no matter what players they bring in, no matter what coaches they bring in, the culture stays the same. That's why they're not successful. Not Whereas successful. when you go to certain places, like they can take, like New England can take any fucking person that's had problems anywhere, but because their culture is right, like, and they get try to get people to fit into that culture. And then if you are a little bit like, eh, the culture so tight because everybody there is in in that like you either gotta you gonna blend into that yeah so that book is great for that that's what's up man yeah and the name of that book again was called what 
Deliver Happiness. Deliver Happiness. Tony, happiness. Tony Shea. And Shea is spelled fucked up. It's like T-S-E-I. That's probably fucked up. It's like T-S-E-I-H-D. You'll see this shit when you look it up. Tony Shea. Tony Shea. Deliver Happiness. You said in the other book prior to that, they talked about struggles. You know, a lot of people think, you know, becoming a CEO, having my own business, oh, I don't have to work that much. I can, you know... I'll have all the money, man. What's it really like opening that door of entrepreneurship? Um, stressful as fuck. Like, and I'm not saying it's being, you know, funny, because, you know, I'll just keep it a, a, a buck with y'all, but, like, there's probably a ton of other problems, you know, in my, I've been married once, been divorced, um, but I can tell you like probably a big part of why my marriage didn't stand a chance in the first place was because I was so focused on building a business and it literally potentially cost me even my family or marriage in that aspect. So not that I'm saying I'm proud of that, but legitimately like if you're, you and your partner are not on the same page yeah. with understanding that it's all in yeah and everybody's on the same page it's probably not gonna work work. yeah um and it's just like it's it's even starting out it's still stressful as shit now eight years in i mean and it has its ups and downs but you know honestly man it's like um it's constant because everything still comes to you and through you and even if you you know you hire you bring people in to handle stuff you always have to understand that not all, but the majority of people that work there, they're not going to have the same passion you have towards it. So you still have to be engaged. You have to keep an eye on everything and you have to stay involved because people get this idea, all right, run a business, get people to work for you. And then you're done and you're just making money. And that's cool. It can work temporarily. But a lot of times if your mentality is like that and you're not engaged, um, people feel that and people start falling off and eventually the shit will crumble. Yeah. Yeah. That, that goes back to that culture thing that you were talking about. You know, everybody has to be down with the same culture. So even though, like, you're not around or you're, you know, not as engaged as, you know, you can be because you got 900 different things to do, you'll still be able to stay on task and do the things that you would do if you were there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's up, man. So you've um, been doing this for eight years now. Um, you know, Every t- every time I drive down the highway, I see a billboard yes. with this guy that's on the on this billboard, funny looking dude, with, you know, cowboy no. hat, <laughs> big giant cowboy hat, funny looking, yeah, funny looking dude who just outside they talking about, hey, y'all look like brothers, <laughs> <laughs> old light skin crew over here. Um, you know, I, I've I've you know came to the office and I've seen you know multiple awards as well, man. Yeah. You know what. What's it like, man, to, you know, be listed as, you know, one of these attorneys on these, you know, prestige awards, man? Um, the only thing I think is kind of dope about it is that I think a lot of people don't expect it. Like, they mm-hmm. just, um, whether it's our people or counsel that I work with outside of that, they just kind of have this expectation that um, – we're not going to be on top of shit or not sharp or not whatever. It's just, and unfortunately it's just a, a bad, a bad kind of stereotype to a certain degree. Yeah. So I think for me, it's just kind of, um, that part of it, I, that's probably the only part of it I really 
you know, kind of enjoyed. I can finally sit back and say, like, you kind of, I mean, you built this business, but you've also had enough balance to still be really solid at the other side of that, which is like going in the courtroom and whooping somebody's ass or really being on top of my shit or having attorneys in the community speak very highly of me if they've tried a case against yeah. me or trying a case against allegedly some of the best trial attorneys in 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 um in Texas and you know either holding my own or winning and having them come back and be like damn this dude is really solid like next time out like we should pay them or respect them because they're the real deal or he's the real deal so that that part is good because I've had to try to figure that out with the stresses and the struggles of still running a business and so I haven't been able to pour in a hundred to either side of that. So that's probably the biggest part of it that, you know, excites me about that. If there was one thing that, you know, Attorney Montgomery, Sadat Montgomery, and Carrick Cowboy, if there's one thing that you could do, what would it be? Like in a personal capacity, yeah, professional it could capacity? Be, whatever it is, it's that one thing. Damn, that's a that's a deep question. Yeah. We get deep in here. <laughs> You're gonna put me on the spot now. Um, who would I knock down if I had to, <laughs> <laughs> I had to pick one? Take one down. Nah, I I think um man for me. I just, um, everything for me right now is really just about my children. So the one thing, if I could just do that I could ensure would be, you know, uh, right or on point is just make sure that my children, you know, supersede me and that they're well off and taken care of and that they become better men than I am. Like, if I could secure that one thing in my life, I wouldn't give a shit about anything else. That's what's up. Yeah, that's definitely fair. That's what's up. Yeah. Again, this is uh, right now with J-Rock and KJ. We're sitting here with uh, Attorney Sadat Montgomery, a.k.a. the Carrick Cowboy. The Cowboy. Appreciate you sitting down with us. Uh, Why is it, uh, you know, a couple more questions, man. Why why is it important that if someone gets in the accident, they reach out to an attorney versus trying to handle it themselves? Yeah. and I'm it's, sure there's a hundred. It's a necessity. Yeah. I, I say this, and I say this honestly when I'm talking to potential clients, and they probably think I'm blowing smoke up their asses. But I tell them, like, even if you don't hire me, hire somebody. Get an attorney, please. Yeah. Like, hire my hire uh, my brother Witherspoon, or you know, Farmer, or Gotti Martin. Hire somebody, and especially if you're one of us. Hire somebody that looks like us and support the community. So I'll, I'll be the first to tell them that. But it's just a, it's it's an impossible thing to navigate by yourself. And, and the problem is by the time people try to navigate it by themselves and then realize that it's not going to work out, it's too late because too much damage has been done. Like the right evidence and information is not captured. The medical treatment is delayed. It's not the right type of medical treatment. It just It's just extremely problematic. Most people think they can handle it because they're like, oh, it's a simple car wreck. Like, I can figure this out. I can talk to them. They'll pay me. It just doesn't. The system's not set up that way, and you're going to end up in struggle city if you try to handle it mm. yourself. Yeah. yeah. I bet we could do a whole session on why. 
people yeah. need to we we might just need to do that we might man. just need to do yeah, that we might need to light that up <laughs> now uh kind of take away from what we were just talking about did you guys catch the tyron weekly uh tyron woodley and jake uh, paul jake paul fight yesterday yeah. i didn't personally see it ah did you catch it i didn't see it i saw the, the, saw the clips the yeah. highlights yeah oh I, I watched that over the weekend and uh, I, I think that you know for them in in the in the sport of boxing it does bring them some uh, entertainment value to it, but I just want to see somebody knock that fool out, bro. Oh, Jake. Yes. What even happened with the fight though? Like, I mean, it was a good fight for the most part. They actually went the full eight rounds. And it was a split decision. Split decision. Split decision. Jake won. Uh, Jake yeah. won. Uh, he did uh, get socked out. Yeah, he got. He did get holding on to the ropes, but he didn't lose though. So, yeah. um, a lot of things coming up and. Uh, football season. Football season That's coming up. You ready for the Cowboys? Yeah. I'm ready, I'm just ready for the NFL regardless. Yeah. yeah. Is that no, Thursday? No, next Thursday. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. Yeah. Next Thursday. Yeah, no, I'm excited about that. Like, it's been dry for a minute, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're coming into the best time of sports. Uh, we got football starting. Basketball is right around the corner. So. His super team over here. Super team. Over here. They, look, you can't, you can't call us a super team before our old. Yeah, you're an old super team. Oh, babe. <laughs> it's an old-ass super team. Imagine that. Man, Man listen, I I know, yeah, it's tough. That's another reason why I'm a bigger football guy than I am basketball now. I just, I get it. It is what it is. Go everywhere, get your money, put these teams together. It just seems crazy to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, it maybe it doesn't seem as crazy with football because – so many players on the team, and they're not doing like these massive super trades. Um, but basketball, it's hard to like really for me to get in. I, I watch it and get into it during the playoffs, but it's it's hard. Like we're just gonna handpick this all star team and go to the playoffs and win a championship. It's kind of bogus. I mean, yeah. I can I I can see it on that end, it being bogus. I mean, we pretty much have the 2012 All Star team yeah. on our roster. Absolutely, Hall and Rondo and. Westbrook and Carmelo, Melo and Braun yeah. and AD and you know, yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. <laughs> if I, if I had it's to go, gonna, against, it's not gonna work. If I had to go up against that, I can see it being dumb and everything like that. I, you think it's not a basketball? Is that what you're thinking? I just wasn't wired like that. Like, I would have never went to the park back in the day and just been like, man, I'm picking you. You, hey, you run with me. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like. Whoever I'm, got next. I'm a, yeah, uh, yeah, right. I'm yeah. not – no, I'm not going to wait for a minute so I can get – and then just run the park the whole day. No, I'm trying right. to run it because I'm cold-blooded and I'm out, I'm out here putting this work in. Yeah. That's why, you know, my son put me on uh, – my son put me on old buddy this year. And I was like, why do you like him? He's garbage. Um, oh, I can't even say his name. Uh, great, Giannis? Yeah, Giannis. Yeah, Giannis. Giannis? Yeah. He kind of, like, he kind of, he's seven feet. He tall, and but he kind of boo boo though. Listen, regardless of what, how you slice it, I know there was a lot of injuries this year, but his mentality was like, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going nowhere. Right. Like if I don't win this shit here in Milwaukee on my own back, then it don't even fucking don't count. Matter. And yeah. I'd rather not have it. Yeah. yeah. And that's some OG shit. I'm like, yeah, nah, for real, your boy. My, just my boy stayed. Like, first of all, my boy stayed on his team for twenty years. <laughs> Let's get it right. My boy stayed on his team for twenty years. Ringless, Kobe. Oh uh, yeah. Oh Kobe. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, uh, I'm a I'm a Kobe dude. Yeah. I thought you, I, I was going with this new Laker. No, 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 no. My uh, my guy would be you know my original guy. Of course, is saying you know Jordan namesake definitely goat. 
But after that, we got eight slash 24. Stayed on the same team for 20 years. He did try to force a trade, but that was that, was that talk. Hey, you better give me somebody. I can't. I can't be out here getting abused. You guys yeah. got to give me somebody. What am I going to do with Smith Parker? And what am I going to do with <laughs> Slava Memphidenko, bro? What am I going to do with that? <laughs> so if y'all can't put no respect on me and give me somebody, then yeah. I'll go to Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah well. But, uh, you know, um, last question for you, Zadat. I see on the wall over here you've got, I believe it's probably every football team in the NFL. Yeah. Outside of the Cowboys, is there another team that you like that you root for? All right, great, answer. great answer. Great what about answer. you, Jerome? No, hell no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't even go for the NFC uh, to okay. win the, the Super Bowl. You know, like okay. AFC. If the Cowboys ain't in the AFC, need to win it. Okay, okay. Is there any? Yeah. Is there a certain you know player that you like that you kind of keep up with or anything like that? Nah, man, I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah, okay, good. And good like answer. the minute, like once you leave here and go elsewhere. I'm done. Yeah, I'm kind you're of dead not to fucking me. with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just get unless you come here. back. Yeah, that's yeah. how it was with Demarcus Ware. Yeah. Like, you're dead it. to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I'm unfollowing you on this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. It's like hey. a bad breakup with a chick. On Fuck everything. Here. I do the same thing. Lighter, yeah. Skater. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of one motherfucker up there like a team that I've, anybody I like that's not a cowboy. I ain't with the shits. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'm lying. The only helmet up there that I fuck with another like why I, I fucked with a player like that was um. And then he ain't played and gotten us how long. That Falcons helmet. I Mike fucked Vick. with Mike Vick. When Mike Vick. Yeah. Everybody messed like, with Mike I Vick. I fucked with Mike yeah. Vick. You had to. Yeah. The culture. Yeah. But other than that, like, yeah. Yeah. He's godly. Yeah. I yeah. agree with you 100%, man. Yeah. Well, again, man, I appreciate you hopping on with us. Yeah. Uh, make sure y'all tune in for, the, you know, the future episodes of Mebos as well. Yes. This is uh, right now with J-Rock and KJ. We got, again, attorney Saddam Montgomery, a.k.a. the Car Red Cowboy. Uh, if there's if there's anything that you can leave to somebody, just what what would that be? Um, <clears throat> I would say do something. Like I, you never, you don't, you may not know what the fuck you want to do right this second, but just don't sit there and not do shit. Do something because what I found in my life specifically is like as long as you're striving to get better and you're working towards something, and you're not just sitting there stagnant and idle then it'll be for a good reason. Because as I sit here today, I can think about a lot of bullshit I did for years, whether I worked in a warehouse putting save-a-dollar stickers on the water bottles and putting them back in the box, like whether I, you know, whatever I did. And I can think of all these experiences and um, stuff that I tried to do that didn't pan out, and none of it was for nothing. Like as I, th- I sit here today, I can think of a valid reason why I went through that process or trying to strive to do something and what it taught me or something to get to where I'm at now and how it was a relevant, valuable experience. So if you don't know exactly what you want to do, just at least still be striving towards doing something. Shit, go get a certification, take a class, shit. Just do something. Get do a something. trade, do fucking yeah. something. Don't just sit there and don't be just sit stagnant. Because if, if you're just sitting there, you're not really doing anything. Yeah. yeah. Then you're still progress, man. Yeah. Always be progressing towards something, yeah. even if you don't know if it's exactly what it is that you want to do long term. Progress towards something, and there yeah. it is. Progress. Yeah. Do something. Do something. All right. I appreciate you guys again tuning in. Again, this is right now with J Rock and KJ with Attorney Sadat Montgomery, aka the Correct Cowboy. Cowboy. Right now. Hey, Ebenezer! Someone just hit my car. Oh, heck. Well, I reckon we better call the car wreck cowboy. When? 
Right now, sister. Right now. Call the car wreck, wreck the car wreck, cowboy. Car wreck, wreck the car wreck, cowboy. Right now, sister. Right now. Call eight five five, cowboy nine. Get the car wreck, cowboy on the line. Check us out. CarWreckCowboy.com. Click right now. Don't wait too long. Hey y'all, been in the wreck. Call attorney Sadat Montgomery, the Car Wreck Cowboy, at eight five five Cowboy Nine. That's eight five five two six nine twenty six ninety nine. Or visit CarWreckCowboy.com. Hi, that's Spokesperson from Montgomery Law, Principal Office, Dallas, Texas.